everybody. You're listening to Tribe Collective. My name is Brandon. And My name is Dylan. And today we have a special guest, Cree. How's it going, Cree? How's it going? <laughs> Hi, guys. It's going really good. Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm honestly super honored. A little nervous, but I'm excited. I think being nervous is a good thing. Yeah, for sure. What were you doing just before this podcast um, um, to help with your nerves? Oh, to help with my nerves? Yeah. Honestly, I was jumping around a little, having a mini dance party. <laughs> Why is that? What does that mean to you? Um, so whenever I feel nervous or if I feel sad or down or like mm. off, off is the right word, off in any way, um, I'll put on my favorite song or my favorite song of the moment and just have a dance party by myself with the cat, maybe with my sister, That's boyfriend. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I was just looking at this, um, this post the other day, I'm pulling up the, um, this post is called the anatomy of happiness mm -hmm. and um for the neuro neurochemicals of happiness one of them they talk about is endorphins um, which is the pain reliever and what you do to create endorphins is to exercise and to laugh but uh the last one is to dance mm. kind of a cool um you know see that yeah i see yeah so they, they have like this really cool um post about it where they talk about like how you can increase serotonin and dopamine oxytocin you know yeah oxytocin being the cuddle the cuddle hormone mm -hmm. dopamine <laughs> is like the reward center hormones that yeah. you can create as well as serotonin which is like getting a lot of sun eating really well kind of like well, yeah. walking like natures yeah. yeah things like yeah, that yeah dancing dancing is medicine it is. I think I'm not really good at dancing. Me neither. <laughs> I don't think you have to be good at dancing for, for it to be medicinal. Like, I definitely don't consider myself a good dancer, especially having a Latino partner and he's great <laughs> at dancing. And <laughs> my coordination is less than, but it's very freeing to just let those walls down and just let yourself, like, literally flail around because <laughs> mm -hmm. then you laugh. And mm -hmm. laughter is another form of medicine. For sure. Do you use that a lot for um, your daily habits to help you um, with work or with, with your, your lifestyle? Yeah, I try and have a daily dance party. I, I honestly haven't been doing it as much as I should the past couple of, maybe this is the past week, mm. but when my sister and I first got to Hawaii, we had to quarantine and we were definitely having daily dance parties. <laughs> I can see it. That's so cool. Yeah. Now, something I really love about um, watching you and your sister, your sister Kess, um, interact is like you do have this like this mentality of um, like this positive mentality, and that's one of the reasons why uh, we wanted to talk to you today. Is that I think a lot of people can um, can learn from that, and you know, you, you always speak about it on your Instagram, right? You have a very large Instagram presence, um, and you're you're always um, preaching that, preaching about this positive mindset, this like main, was it main character? The main character yeah. mindset? Yeah, so I think they're a little different, but the positivity aspect is that I just really think being happy and being positive is a choice. I think- You think it's a choice to be happy? I think it's a choice. And I think that, you know, it's easier to choose what you've been doing over and over rather than choose to do something different. But I think that like doing something different creates growth and discomfort, which then can lead to, you know, growth is where the magic happens. Is what I always say, and it's, it's cause it's so uncomfortable at first, even this podcast, I was feeling so uncomfortable. <laughs> and then, but I know that that's where I'll grow and stretch mm -hmm. and I think one of the biggest things that helped me to have a positive mindset was um, to flip the way you think about things because you can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you react. That's and, a big thing. Yeah. It's not what happens to you. It's kind of like how you, you know, you bounce back from it. Exactly. Exactly. Because yeah. you're always going to get knocked down. Yeah. So it's mm -hmm. finding where, what's the lesson? What is this trying to teach me rather than why is this happening to me? And, you know, it's 
it's a practice. I've been practicing being positive yeah. and having that kind of a mindset for years now. And how's that helped you? It's just helped me enjoy life more <laughs> and get rid of a lot of toxic habits, toxic environments, toxic people, because I mean, it's so cliche to say, but life is too short. <laughs> yeah. What are some things that you've gotten rid of to help you with um, achieving this happiness? I used to party a lot. Mm -hmm. I used to drink a lot and do drugs and I don't do that anymore. And has it helped you? Yeah, I mean, I'm so much more, I can feel. I can actually feel and sometimes that's pretty intense because to be human can be really intense. To have those human emotions and I think we oftentimes look to things to mask them. We I Like think, suppressing it? Yeah, I think like, most people have. Really, yeah some kind of a a soothing habit whether it's yeah i i mean brennan and i we we drink a lot <laughs> yeah and, and like days after the day after drinking when you're kind of hung over you're feeling groggy you don't you feel kind of like bloated from mm -hmm. all the beer um and you have a hangover you don't feel good I and mean, you also like emotionally you don't feel good either and i don't know how you can find happiness from constantly doing, doing that, that. Yeah. yeah yeah i definitely think there's a balance because you know when i go to italy because i've never been but like i'm gonna have some wine there <laughs> <laughs> oh for sure yeah but i think yeah the constant cycle that i was personally in mm -hmm. was just toxic to my physical health and my mental health mm -hmm. I just heard my stomach. No. My stomach just like <laughs> that's so embarrassing. We're gonna keep that in the podcast. <laughs> Don't edit it out. Yeah. So you're so you've created this mentality, and so you also have an online business, is correct? Yes, I do. That's um that's part of your Instagram captions that you're building a business empire. Yes, I am. That's red. Yes, I am. I went to school i went to university for business and, and where did you go to school in montana so mm -hmm. i was born and raised in montana and i went to university i changed my major like i don't know five or six times i had no idea oh you're one of those people yeah i was one of those people <laughs> i was really there because that's what you do you know mm -hmm. air quotes that's what you do you finish high school you go to college and i never really knew what i wanted to do i always knew that i wanted to travel and mm. I was really just in love with the idea of seeing the world and meeting different people and experiencing different things. I was blessed to travel when I was young. Mm -hmm. So I caught the travel bug, as they say. Um, but so I chose international business to study because my idea. Oh, that's awesome. You know, my idea was that I would figure out something international yeah. to be able to travel. But. My last year of university, I had an internship for an incredible nonprofit, but I was in a cube. I was sitting in a cube, mm. entering data into spreadsheets and making cold calls. And oh God, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> if this is an incredible nonprofit that I'm working with and this is what you have to do. I mean, granted, yes, I was the intern, but I just was like, I will. I will literally wither up and die if I have to do this. Yeah, you know, and that's so hard because when you believe in a company and you believe in like their mission statement and, yeah. and everything that they stand for, but like doing the doing that like grunt work, it doesn't it doesn't help you and doesn't feel good, you know. And and it's like where where do you draw the line between um, between a mission statement that you believe in and your own prosperity mm -hmm. in the job field? Yeah, again, I think I just think life is too short to do anything that you don't have a lot of passion for. I think. Yeah, and that's interesting too because there are a lot of things that I love to do and a lot of things that I um, find passion in, but they're not necessarily always like things that make me happy. Interesting. Interesting. Like, mm, okay, for running, for example, like I ran, like. Running sucks, you know, Brandon and I are big runners. We like do ultra marathons yeah. and it sucks <laughs> like at some point So why do you do them? But, you're, but I'm so passionate about it, you know, 
You but can how be- can you be passionate about something you think sucks? And now I'm interviewing you. <laughs> no, that's, that's how it goes. It okay, so it like, because you learn to love the process. Yes. And you embrace yes. the process, and the process sucks sometimes. But it's like the end product is what is what yeah. um, is what I find most fascinating. So what's the end product of running? For um. You? Well, like I guess getting those numbers down. You know, I'm pretty sure for people who are just starting into running and are thinking about ultra running, it's that rewarding feeling of getting like in the double digits, in the triple digits like Dylan did. But that too, and like also you learn so much. You learn so yeah. much about yourself and you mm-hmm. talk. That is true. You're mm-hmm. talking um, about like learning about yourself and learning about the passions that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you cultivate this like this callous towards life this callous towards the shitty parts and and like learning how to rise above it and like like you're saying you accept what you accept it and then you like move on mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, yeah I really agree with it being about the process so in in my business that I run now I'm in network marketing so mm-hmm. I have a large team of women and men but mostly women that I train and mentor how to create their own brands on social media and how to be professional mm. <laughs> professional network marketers this might work out and it's <laughs> it's challenging in the beginning when you yeah. start a business from zero and you have zero yeah. clients and zero idea about you know how to make something look aesthetically pleasing on instagram or mm-hmm. how to grow your following or how to you know reels are really big how to make a transition on a reel that's really great it can feel overwhelming And so Mm. a huge part of what I do is really training people on their mindset to know, listen, your success is not the end goal of, you know, making X amount of money in this Mm -hmm. business or we have different career titles. They're called ranks or hitting a different rank. It's the success is the journey. The success is you becoming the best version of yourself Mm -hmm. And understanding that that's it's never gonna be over. I love that. I'm inspired. Yeah, it's I like, was like actively listening because no, I saw you like change your your posture. To because to I totally, I think it's so uncomfortable starting this thing. Like you know, our social media presence, we have so much to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so, it's like, ever evolving. It so is. it's something that you learn and then that thing might not be relevant anymore. Mm. So you have to have that adaptability and have that willingness to, I mean, if you want to succeed in anything, you have to be willing to fail like a million times more than you'll quote unquote succeed. You will fail your way to success. Mm-hmm. So falling in love with that. And that's where you were mentioning earlier, like the main character energy, the main character mindset that I really have within the past couple of months really started to embrace and teach my team is just you are the main character of your movie like it is your tv show you are the star and when you can start living like that you start literally loving everything all the shitty parts all of the weirdness all Mm -hmm. of the awkwardness Mm -hmm. all of like yeah because that's what makes great movies and great tv shows that's why we watch because people go through stuff it's the the main character always has the most dynamic um progress within the movie Mm -hmm. it's like the supporting characters always stay static Mm -hmm. Um, and it attracts more too yeah personally i think you can when you find a person that is so centered and they really know that they kind of own their shit like they're the main person and they know it that it like attracts so much more yeah it attracts i mean i'm like huge into spirituality Mm -hmm. and the law of attraction and manifestation and i think (laughs) it's just i mean it's it's everything like energetics is everything like you Mm -hmm. can tell yourself you can look in the mirror i believe in myself like i'm gonna do this you can Mm -hmm. write it down you can tell other people you can fake it to everyone but you cannot fake that energetic belief to the universe god the higher power Mm -hmm. whatever it is like you actually have to embody it and when you can, because it takes time to do that, then you're so right. It attracts literally everything. You fall into exact alignment with where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do. That is super crazy because that was like um, the basis of this tribe collective. We talked about yeah. it's like manifesting in the universe and like putting it out <laughs> in, into your, the universe. Um, Paulo 
Coelho has a really mm-hmm. has a really good quote about like when you want something so bad, the universe will kind of transpire to making it happen for you. Yeah, and that's kind of like this is like one of the coolest times in our part. Like we had a bunch of interviews, but this was like spot on. Like this is like interviewing people who believe in the same way that we do, and it's so cool to see like us interview them, and it's. Yeah, but I think that's the thing about people who are finding success and finding um, finding even just not mm-hmm. even success, but just happiness and finding mm-hmm. like finding their purpose in life is that they're able to manifest that from from what they want and they're able to say it out loud what they yeah. want and, um, and they're not faking it to anyone. And Kree was saying um, like saying into the mirror, like what I do is I write down in the mirror literally every morning. He does. Um, I see it. I write down <laughs> my goals. I have four goals. I write them down every day. Mm-hmm. And um, I look at myself in the mirror when I do it. Um, when I'm looking and writing. But the point is that you're you're making an intention to uh, to reach your goal. Or you're making... If you believe in yourself, you can do anything. And I, I sincerely believe that you can be laying on the couch every day for like for a month. But as long as in your mind you're saying, I can do it. If I'm going to say... That I'm gonna climb Mount Everest, and I stay on this couch for 30 days and say every day I'm gonna climb Mount Everest, and I believe it, and I sincerely believe it, then it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chichu and I just had this exact conversation, <laughs> except for it wasn't the couch; it was that stool over there. I was like, "So I could sit right there on that stool and just say I believe it, I believe it." He's like, "No, you gotta feel it in your body." <laughs> it's like a motivational. <sighs> podcast no <laughs> I, I think Kree is kind of nervous right now so we're trying to warm her up and she is literally one of the most positive motivated people I've ever awesome. met um, no I am I'm I'm I am a little nervous I think we'll shake it out do we all do we all want to dance should we have a dance party <laughs> <laughs> do you have a song you want to play um a song I want to play this is my favorite song right now <laughs> <laughs> It's a good one. Alright, we're actually gonna do this. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. It's too bad everybody can't see us dancing and they can see I'm actually a really bad dancer. It's okay. We'll be able to tell everyone that you're a bad dancer by the end of this. Yes. Okay, so I just play it. Should I put it close to the mic? Yes, go for it. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna warm up for this. Warm up for the dance party? Oh, put it on the speaker. Where's the speaker? <laughs> No, okay. this is our first engaging. Engagement. Actually, no, actually, for the, our first podcast, Brandon got a tattoo. What? Yeah, I got t- tatted while we were interviewing somebody. Yeah. Kind of cool. All right, let's see if I can do this. I'm gonna give it one try, and if I can't. And then we, f- I farted during our second podcast. That was pretty cool. Jesus. Okay, this is getting serious. Are we gonna have to like write a copyright if we're like playing music? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> because I don't true. think so. That's funny. Maybe. You can cut it off if you need to. No, we'll um what we'll do is we'll just like put all of the credentials like after the song. Yeah. This song was by Jay Z. No sponsorship. What if I was gonna play one by Jay Z? That'd be weird. Are you guys ready to dance? Right. Yes. Let's do it. Okay. How long does it take for you to start feeling the effects of dance? Pretty immediate, honestly. Yes! Yes! Everyone up! Everyone up. Okay. Hey. <laughs> What's Okay. Oh. 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 Oh.
I love it. That's so good. All right. It's a good song, right? But it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter what song it is. It's just about the movement. Sometimes I dance to silence if I don't have music. That's awesome. I feel really good. Mm-hmm. Me too. What, wait, what? I definitely don't dance enough, but I think I will now. <laughs> yes, you should start every day. It literally changes like the way that you, you sent me that thing the other day. It changes the way you move mm-hmm. through your life. Right. When you, like motion creates emotion, which is that belief inside mm-hmm. of us that we were just talking about, right? So when you can actually move around to start creating that, it literally like... (laughs) I work work an office job and I sit for like eight hours and I feel no emotion. (laughs) Like I'm just staring at a screen. I'm just like, this is... dance parties. They're all like in their 60s and I think they would like it. (laughs) They would love it. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to do that tomorrow. You should do it. You should really do it. it. I'm just going to get up and start dancing. Hey, you know what? I'm not liking the vibe right now. (laughs) Just vibe check the office. I'm going to vibe check everybody. Mm -hmm, Get mm -hmm, up and dance. mm -hmm. Motion is what? Emotion? Motion Motion creates creates emotion. emotion. That's a Tony Robbins like quote and teaching. Oh, we just talked about we Tony talked Robbins about in our He's last podcast. Good. He's incredible. He's like the godfather of personal development. Tell me, tell us about Tony Robbins. So I first learned about Tony Robbins. I always heard about him because mm. I've been actively listening to and reading personal development books and podcasts for like almost three years now. Mm-hmm. And I always heard about Tony Robbins and I just never understood that he was like the guy, like the personal development guy. And then my sister actually this past summer, her boss got her a ticket to his online seminar. Mm-hmm. So normally they're live, but obviously with Corona it was online. And we went, well, we turned it on Zoom. <laughs> and he, one of his big things in his seminars is motion. And he makes mm. you stand up and move and shout and scream and dance. And yeah. when we first started doing it, I remember I was like, I'm. this is so weird. I'm so uncomfortable. Like, why are we doing this? Like, I didn't want to do it. I didn't see the point. I was like, I'm trying to transform my life. I'm not trying to like dance around right now. Like, this is so weird. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's because we're physical beings. So our our bodies, we have to train them to to be in a different state. Mm-hmm. Because if you're constantly worried or stressed or sad or anxious, your body gets addicted to those chemicals and it becomes normal, right? What? It becomes yeah, Joe Dispenza huh. talks about this a lot actually as Joe well. Joe Dispenza. Joe Dispenza, yeah, he's an incredible scientist and psychologist, I believe. I just um, want to say like you're total like posture <laughs> your like your energy has changed a lot the dance like, party yeah. i'm telling you it's <laughs> she wasn't even that good of a dancer <laughs> i'm just kidding You're no good. i'm really not a good dancer but it's about it's about the movement it really yeah. is because the you know change comes from choosing to do something differently today than you did yesterday and that's the hardest thing right. that anybody can do and that's why so many people stay average stay quote unquote stuck mm-hmm. stay where they're at because you're i mean we're just animals and our bodies want to keep us alive so even if we're miserable our bodies know that we're safe right because we're going through the motions we're doing the same thing over and over and over again we're getting up we're drinking the same coffee we're going we're sitting in traffic we're getting frustrated we have that emotion of frustration going through traffic or you know we have a toxic friend and we constantly you know are surrounded by gossip or whatever it is you get addicted to that but at least your body knows you're safe so when your brain is like i want to change i want to do something different your body's like i don't know that I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to, you know, I'm not sure. So it, it tries to trick you into saying, no, don't do it. Push it off. Procrastinate. Right. Do it later. Maybe, or you're going to look silly or you're going to look stupid or they're going to laugh or who are you? And it's in those moments when your brain says that, that you have to remind yourself that like, no, I can do this. And yeah. I think that's where kind the dancing and the motion releases comes. like the shackles mm-hmm. of like your spirit. Big That's time. a really great way to put it. Yeah. And yeah. A big a big quote I've heard for people who are trying to um, 
be more than they are trying to chase your goals is that your brain is your worst enemy yeah um and that and that it will trick you and it will, all it wants is for you to stay alive all it wants for you is to procreate uh what is it fight flight food fuck or freeze the, the five things wow the, yeah the five s's that the brain wants you to do um, that sounds honestly yeah, it kind of spot on it doesn't really, want you yeah. can i say something real quick yeah go for it look at look at our posture <laughs> no, i'm engaged yeah. i'm, I'm stoked. Up, up i just like just That's was looking so at you true. i was like hey wait a minute it's so true no because she's like, she's like really exciting me so i'm yeah. like i'm excited to talk more yeah maybe um, you guys should have dance parties with all of your guests on your podcast before you interview them <laughs> that might be there yeah there are some people that we've had um in the past even like joe he joe's a really good friend and we talked to him all the time and he was nervous to do his podcast and i think we didn't dance or anything but just we got him laughing he's like he loves to laugh like he's always laughing always yeah. smiling and um and laughter is one of those endorphins that we're talking about what was it laughter dance and um i think it was movement yeah exercise um, exercise yeah, yeah good job yeah exercise laughter dance mm-hmm. um so i mean you, I guess for people who are like physically incapable of dancing or exercise, like we don't want to be an ableist here. So there, there are different ways that you can um, like trick, not trick your body, but biohack your body into like living a better life. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think that we all, no matter what, we are, we all stand in our own way. Like at the end of the day, no matter mm-hmm. what you want, you can have it but Mm -hmm. it's going to be up to you to basically conquer yourself Mm -hmm. and that's going to be the hardest thing that anyone ever does do you have any like testimonies of manifestation testimonies of um of times where you like use these like uh, tony robbins type of um techniques to help you in your life um so i think i told you this story the other day maybe but the first time i ever manifested anything so i was actually a really big skeptic Mm -hmm. i used to be so i used to party a lot but i was also very negative i gossiped Mm. a lot i was surrounded by a lot of people who were also partying and also gossiped i mean it wasn't they're not bad people they were just in a toxic cycle as well is there a way you think to be Sorry, like no. to party and like celebrate life, but also be really positive and yeah, and absolutely, not toxic. I do. I think that there's a huge balance in that. I was completely sober for a year, and I was really, really strict alkaline vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Sebi S E B I. That's like the diet. I I hate using that word diet, but it's like that was like the the food plan mm-hmm. that I followed for a year, and I was so strict and it really helped me because I went 180 from being extremely unhealthy, from partying all the time to being like unbelievably, like annoyingly healthy. Like I wouldn't eat rice, I wouldn't eat broccoli, I wouldn't eat carrots. (laughs) Like it was really, really crazy. And I think that, you know, that helped me to transition, but then I was so anxious about making sure I was strict on this quote unquote diet and not drinking and i think that that stress is just as bad for you as eating you know or drinking that's when you want to celebrate totally right. true. that's totally true especially with like the relationship with food mm-hmm. it does play a huge part of your how you enjoy it and if it's, it's kind of like you were remapping your your brain in a way to find some type of pleasure without the drinking and following a particular diet no, I like, yeah, and I like that too, where you um, talk, like even just being, for example, a high, was that an alkaline vegan? Mm-hmm. Like just, just being, a, just eating healthily isn't the key to happiness as well. I think personally, I believe that it takes some intuition where like, if you want something that's like, quote unquote, bad for you, you should probably have it um, to a certain extent. That way you're giving your body um the tolerance and the lenience to just to love on itself like you, you don't yeah. have to always like abide by strict things especially if it causes you stress yeah 
Yeah, stress um, is absolutely one of the most toxic poisons to us. Yeah. And I think most stress comes from us making up stories in our head because the past and the present, or the past and the future, are literally just stories. They don't exist. They're just stories we tell mm. ourselves in our minds. The only thing that's mm. actually real is this present moment. And that's the only thing that you actually have any type of control over. So oftentimes, like, so for example, we, so we live in a circumstance. It's neither positive nor negative, whatever that circumstance may be. But we as humans assign it a meaning. And oftentimes, if the circumstance is, say, for example, I'm trying to use like some kind of like sports one because you guys are sporty. <laughs> um, I don't know. Say, for example, okay, so like I feel like a couple weeks ago, Dylan, that you were like really sore, right? But yeah. you love, mm-hmm. you love training, you love mm-hmm. working out, you're prepping for, you know, going to Everest, and that's a big thing. And so the circumstances that you're sore, and that's just a circumstance. It's not good or bad. It's just literally what you're living. Yeah. But you can assign to it stress around, I need to be training. I should be working out. And now I'm sore. Like, so what's much going stress. on so much with stress. my body, yeah. right? Or you can, you know, assign a different meaning and say, I, you know, I love my body and I love myself so much to be able to listen to it enough and be intuitive enough to say, hey, like my body's telling me that I need to rest and I have the privilege and the ability to do that and that's really special. I don't have to push it physically. Right. And when you can switch the meaning you assign it, you can switch Mm -hmm. to a different emotional home. So when you assign something negative to a circumstance that causes that stress, that anxiety, and it causes you to take actions from that, from a place of stress and anxiety and worry, Whereas if you can flip it and switch it, then you can feel more empowered, more inspired. Yeah, that's, you're right. When I was, uh, it's just funny that you brought that up because when I was um, taking a break, I took a two week break from exercising after doing the 100 mile run. I felt so stressed, I felt so bad. Mm -hmm. I was texting Brandon, I was like, hey, I'm so sorry I can't like come and work out with Mm -hmm. you. And like just a lot of like, because I not only did assign like training to my life as a big component of my life, but I also assign it to, to like my social circles and like and a part of my identity. And I forgot that, I forgot that my identity isn't just like running or X, Y, and Z, whatever it is. Yeah. It's like there's so much more to it, and there's always a flip side to it. Like there's there's movement, but there's also recovery and rest, and, and, and ha- having both. Yeah, and stillness and. I think a lot of a lot of times in like American society I, and first world um, society is that we don't value that we don't value rest we don't value stillness mm-hmm. and um, we're starting to see this paradigm shift with um, with our generation is is this um, this emphasis in relaxing and and being kind to your body and it's not as much of a grit grind and uh, never sleep and and uh, never like never have time for yourself have you with that being said have you guys personally with like you guys seeing things do you think that people are more still now because of like the pandemic causing us to stay in like i don't know i love that i love that question i because yeah. I, I ask because it sounds like from what i see on like social media people seem more in tune with like what they're feeling in the moment because you can't control the pandemic there's nothing mm-hmm. we can't do and we have to be yeah inside and we're kind of forced to be still yeah i i definitely do i think uh-huh. it's given i think it's definitely shifted people's perspective to one let go of that control a little bit yeah and be able to relax with the unknown we as humans really don't like that unknownness Um, And I've seen such, at least in my social media world and social media circle, I've Mm -hmm. seen a really big shift into people practicing more self-love. I've seen that too. It spiked huge last year. Which I think is great. It's good. It's a good thing that came out of all this craziness. Yeah. I love this like conversation because I've like personally within myself had these conversations like with... um, 
when we, when everyone was just like shut down and everyone was locked down in their houses, um, there was like, like, do you remember when in Italy, I think it was in like, oh, was it Florida or when like all the dolphins came back to the canals yeah, and stuff? Yeah, it was that in was, Italy. That was in Italy. Okay, so that was like kind of a metaphor for what I was seeing with like people's minds and people's like so true um, people's hearts because a lot of people were like forced to stay at home they're forced to do something that they were not um, primed to do from a a young age is to just like sit and be with yourself and to like find comfort and relaxation and so they're kind of forced to do this inner work and a lot of people are scared to do inner work a lot of people are scared to face themselves and that's why we see addiction we see workaholism we see um name it like even like exercising too much or mm-hmm. um any any form of drug substance and and so when we're like we take all that away um, we take the bare minimum we give ourselves a bare minimum and we're only forced to um to be with ourselves we see that um, a lot of healing and you know and and I and I think it's a really beautiful thing is that yeah that we're forced to do that that's a great question Ben yeah thanks <laughs> yeah yeah I think healing is really messy and so messy yeah I think that at least for me I guess before I went on my own like personal development journey, which I'm still on and I believe I will always be on. So true. And I think I didn't even realize that it there was anything for me to heal from. Mm-hmm. And so I think that once you start getting into that, it can feel messy. But I think such an important thing to remember is Yes, like doing the inner work is so important, but remembering that it's it's expansion, that you're expanding too. So mm-hmm. not to get caught up in being so inside and being so with like, okay, how do I work through this and that and focusing on expanding your heart and your love and your service and, you know, helping other people and passing that on. I think, I mean, I think it's amazing that you guys are doing this podcast. I love podcasts. I listen to them all the time because it's just people learning out loud, sharing what they are going through, what they're learning so that you can learn it and then share it with somebody else. And that that really is one of the big parts of, oh, did you want to say something about? I mean, that like the ability to spend it on on the other people. Like I, I, just reshared something yesterday that I saw and it was about like kindness costs us nothing mm-hmm. yet it's the most valuable gift we can give to someone it is a mm-hmm. currency that does not make us wealthy by its ownership but by our uh, our ability to spend it on others like that made me like what you just said just made me think of that and I just had a moment there you know yeah. I, it was like really it was really good there there is so much of um what the tribe the tribe podcasts and and what you're even talking about too is, is um, the focus on Togetherness. on on the other, yeah, and yeah. the focus on sharing and providing and um, and empowering other people, and that that can be through um, just information or or maybe it's um, just support or some some form like some, listening, yeah, some form of um, of like transaction to another person. Is what we're seeing um, that brings a lot of happiness and a lot of joy and a lot of fulfillment. Yeah, yeah, it's. I love that you guys are creating this tribe community because I think that we're community-based creatures, but we have moved away from that in the modern world. God, yeah, with iPhones and yeah, and social media, social media creating more socially awkward people. yeah yeah i definitely think that there you know is there is that negativity that comes with it and i think that's why it's been so cool in this pandemic to see the move on social media towards more self-love more Mm -hmm. self-acceptance more healing um but i just think that nothing can replace that like human interaction like true human to human interaction and I know what did, you just said socially awkwardness I think and it reminded me my sister and I were having a conversation like over Christmas about how 
being confident is really just being confident being awkward because like you're gonna <laughs> like you're you're gonna say things that maybe don't make sense or you're gonna say something where you're like I put my foot in my mouth or you're gonna feel uncomfortable but like just showing up so fully as yourself mm-hmm. and as like this is who I am this is how I am and yeah. just like going with that is is confidence yeah, I don't know. That just reminded me no, of that. Yeah, some That's a good way of putting it. Some of my favorite people are the ones who just own who they are. Yeah. They don't care. They're not trying to no, please yeah. anyone or put on a, like a social mask. They're just, yeah. Um, but it's hard. How do you, how do you uh, weigh that? How do you um, take off that social mask and like be yourself? For people who want to be more themselves, for people who are listening to the podcast and they want to... Uh, like be more authentic to who they are. How would you help them do that? Yeah, so I would say the number one thing is you got to stop caring about what anybody else thinks. Even like, if it's like your mom or your yes, dad. Yes, you have to care. You just have to live for yourself. And I mean, obviously with there being bounds of, you know, not harming anyone else within that process... Um, but hopefully being your authentic self, you're not wanting to harm anyone else. Um, but it's just, we get so conditioned to worry about what so-and-so thinks or what our family might have to say or the opinions of friends, partners, rather than just living for ourselves. And when we can just show up 100% as ourselves, so authentic, so true, this is how I am, this is what I'm going through, you actually invite other people to do the same. Mm-hmm. And you can be that light for the people in your life. Are you referring to that quote, um, that light when you, that your light shine brightly, you are inadvertently asking others to do the same or inviting others to do the same i love that um i'm sure i've seen it but no i but i love that i mean it is i think i think we all have a light inside of us and i think that it's just being patient with yourself like if you want to change your life if you want to be more authentic if you want to be you know happier more successful whatever it is just (laughs) being patient and falling in love with that process coming back to that again yeah i mean it's just all about the process of of knowing and it's not the trajectory isn't straight up oh what was that that was the speaker oh (laughs) the trajectory isn't straight up you're gonna have some days that are a lot better and some days that are a lot worse and it might feel like you're taking two steps forward and one step back constantly. He wants to join the podcast. <laughs> the gym so. box is ready for another dance party. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that dance part. Okay, everyone who's listening, please pause this podcast, put on your favorite tune and dance to it for like 30 seconds and come back. <laughs> come back, that's important. <laughs> I think, man, like, I don't know, when you were just talking, I had like a, I I just had like a moment right now where I feel really grateful because of the quote you said, you know, like just, just being that light, nobody's asking it from you. You just, if you think that it's going to benefit you because you're, you're kind of like just radiating positivity, it's just going to bring others together. Yeah, it's, I mean... I, that's one of my quotes that I live by is that like, there are gonna be times where you're gonna feel embarrassed. And and this is something that I struggle with is like when I'm being authentic with myself, I apologize to people for it. Mm. And I mean, Cass always tells me like to stop apologizing. Mm -hmm. But um, when you're yourself, you can feel bad because you're, you don't wanna shove it down people's throat um, that you're being yourself. But when you're doing that, you're asking people to, to, to live authentically to themselves too. And it's like this huge positive movement and people are drawn to that. One positive person, one positive person who's giving um, their light to others will be like, all right, bet, I'm gonna let my light shine bright too. And they're gonna be like, all right, bet, let's all do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're seeing that, we're seeing that first time. We are, I think that we're all, 
we're all the main character to our own show. And once we can embrace that, there's no competition and there's no, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's where it comes in is when you are apologizing, it's because you know you're amazing. You know you're an incredible human. You know that you're kind and strong <clears throat> and capable and yeah. you don't want to make others feel uncomfortable by being such an incredible person because, you know, so much of our culture is, you know, we're raised to feel shame and that's a whole nother story. (laughs) But, you know, being able to just do that so that other people can do it, Mm -hmm. it, it will create a different world. I really believe that. I say this to Kess all the time, but I just believe there's so much more good in the world than bad. And yeah, I I fully believe that. I will always believe that. And I think yeah. that it's just what you focus on. This brings us back to our very first podcast, Brandon, when we talk about the power of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of talks about the same thing. It's like um, the authenticity that you bring out in yourself can also be seen as being vulnerable. And when and in uh, Brene Brown's book, The Power of Vulnerability, she asserts that when you're vulnerable with, uh, with others about who you are, you you in turn learn so much about the other person because they're going to want to be vulnerable back. And it's this like yeah. it's like this beautiful way of like of capitalism that you're like having this information exchange that it's uh um and it's a positive something where you're you're both learning, you're both um, gaining some insight from each other and you're also yeah. feeling a lot better about yourself by doing that because the heart wants to express itself and the heart wants to uh, be more be more and, and authentic to who it actually is yeah and I've said this I've said this before too on our first episode like when someone shows any type of vulnerability with me I think it's um, important and I feel somewhat responsible to just be there and listen and i think with what i've went through i feel responsible to like help them in some way so it is kind of like a mutual exchange you know like can't explain it but vulnerability authenticity yeah authenticity these are like i guess it's would you say it's a collateral or yeah in a way it is i think that it should just i think it should be a core value that most people work to embody yeah i was gonna say core value too i think that the word authenticity is thrown around a lot right now which Mm. i think is great um and i think that it you know if you're listening to this podcast right now take a second to actually really think about what does it mean to be authentically myself, to be authentically yourself? What does that look like? Because, and write it down. Like y'all, everybody needs a journal. <laughs> True. Yeah. Everybody needs a journal. You get that stuff out of your head, get it onto paper. It just allows for more white space in your mind, I guess, to create more stuff to write in the journal. <laughs> I'm, I actually have, um... I love journaling. I've been journaling for a long time myself. Um, but I want to pose this question that you maybe you have the answer to, maybe not. But what if you are illiterate and you don't know how to write? You don't know how to read? Yeah, that's honestly a great question. Because, um, I mean, I, we can argue that, that writing isn't a natural thing. Reading isn't a natural thing. It's something yeah. that humans are... You have to train to do it. It's, I mean, it's really hard to do. I mean, we have like spelling bees because it's so hard to do. Yeah, it is hard. I mean, and so like, I'm like really shooting myself in the foot because I really love to read and write, but I personally don't know if it's like a very natural thing to do. And so, no. so what I would think you think that about? Um, it comes back to vulnerability and being vulnerable with other people. Mm-hmm. I think that we know how to speak. I mean, I guess assuming that that's maybe, maybe not a natural maybe, thing. Okay, but here's maybe I'm answering my own question but you see within certain cultures that they don't have written language and what do they do they dance a huge one is dancing yeah yeah that motion the expression (laughs) so I guess expressing your vulnerability expressing what you feel in some way if it's not written 
Yeah, I mean, like the Hawaiians, the Hawaiians have hula, and that's their storytelling method. Yeah, um, and it's beautiful. And I felt really vulnerable dancing with you and with Brandon and yeah. with Cass because I was embarrassed. But I mean, we're sharing that. You're you're dancing. You're having a good time. And likewise, it, and it invites us to do it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think just one of you said like throwing off the shackles to your soul. It's mm-hmm. just let yourself be free mm-hmm. you're you'll always have some nasty voice in your head telling you whatever it is whether it's dancing or starting a business or creating a brand building a community there's always going to be that little you know i like to call it like your little bitch voice that's going to tell you <laughs> yeah. not to do it and that you're going to fail or look stupid and it's up to you to i've had that multiple times today. yeah it's up to you to say multiple. hey oh. sit the f down you're not in charge here i am and i'm doing this that's amazing yeah you're taking charge of yourself in that way yeah um, and then when you do it you can tell that voice hey look what i did it's what, a very rewarding feeling too so what happens uh flipping the coin and saying like you tell that little voice to shut up and sit down. I'm not going to fail. And then you fail. What What then? I believe that... I don't really believe in failure. I just believe in lessons. You mm. either get the success, which is, you know, the win, or you get the lesson you needed. Because I think that if you quote-unquote fail, it's just because you weren't ready for whatever you were going for mm. at that time. And that you, is so true. You learned how to not do it. What are you talking about? You're a state champion of wrestling. I'm talk- Don't okay. even talk no, about- No, no, no. Rec- in recent, okay, I'm talking about like <laughs> where I wanted to be and how I, the what trajectory my life I thought I wanted. Yeah. Like mm, I was okay. trying to be a police officer actually a couple months ago mm-hmm. um, and I didn't get in. You know, in October, I didn't, I didn't make, I didn't even make it past really my interview after that, and it was just a selection process, and I just Go makes it, sense. Man. Yeah. No, I mean, like, uh, I it just wa- I wasn't wasn't ready for me then. Yeah. It yeah. just wasn't it, and I had such a hard time figuring it out, and I'm so glad it it didn't work out because it just wasn't my season for that. It was the best thing that never happened. Yeah, there's still a part of me that would try again, and hopefully, you know, you know know what I mean. Like, hopefully, it'll work out at another time, and who knows? Like, I even would tell myself that I wasn't really too beat up about it because, I mean, that's that's probably something that I wasn't even meant to do. It was just probably a phase, or like, I have a passion for it, like law enforcement, but like, um, it could change. We're starting like a small movement here. A yeah. future brand, a future business. We have things, yeah. and for once, I think it's like I found something I truly enjoy. Like when we talk about the tribe, when we talk about positivity and friendship and togetherness, mm-hmm. like it raises my eyebrows every time. I mean, we get to meet cool people like Cree. Yeah, this is the most. Uh, I almost felt like I was a student. Just today like you know i don't know how to explain student the right word but i feel i feel like (laughs) huh (laughs) nothing i just said oh but i feel like i was learning a lot from hearing you speak well thank you yeah um because these are things that i think about question for you because you just said okay so your vision for a tribe for this sure this company this brand do you like how big do you see it going how big do you want it to go right I can say me and Mr. Dylan. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Like, we want. Okay. You did. <laughs> we. Oh, man. Like. Okay, so a small mindset shift, mm-hmm. but a more of a verbiage shift. Oh, here you go. Is when you're saying, because you just said, we're starting a small movement. Yeah. We're starting a massive movement. It's massive. It's, mm. We're creating waves, and you have to say it and feel it with that emotion, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if, quote unquote, it's a small movement right now. And when yeah. you can start speaking that stuff and believing that stuff, <laughs> there's going to be that voice in your head that's like, it's not massive. It's not massive. It's not massive yet. You can't say that. But it's 
It is. It is. Mm-hmm. You just called me out right now. I feel attacked. Because <laughs> I was like, literally, when I said small, I was like, it's still a small scale operation. You just got vibe checked. <laughs> <laughs> but for the good, for good reason, too, because it's like, um, it's expanding my mind on where I hope that this will go. And like, where it will go. Where it will go. There it goes again. <laughs> I love it. Are you paying her for this? <laughs> I, you need to pay I her might for as this? well. Tribe shirts on the house. Nice. <laughs> I already got her a tribe shirt. <laughs> oh, it's um, nice. No, it's it's crucial to become aware of your verbiage, and it's something I still work on daily. Yeah, it's it's forever something. Dialogue that, so mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I know a little bit about some of your morning routines. I just want you to touch on them because I think they're really cool. Um, I'd love for everyone else to hear about if you're if you're comfortable sharing them. of course I I told you nothing's off the table um so my morning routine I would say the most important thing if you only take one thing away from this entire podcast honestly is stay off of your phone for at least an hour mm. um just Why? like the start of the day First thing, when you wake up in the morning, Mm. if you can set an alarm that's not on your phone, do that. If you can have an alarm on your phone but have the self-control to not open your phone, not check your messages. I sleep with my phone on airplane mode, um, actually. And... Notes taken, yeah. Yeah. It will change your life staying off of your phone for physical and emotional reasons. So, like, physically... It's unnatural, the blue light immediately. It sends your, basically it spikes your hormones and your adrenals and it makes you feel like almost rushed and stressed right away. No right wonder off. I'm stressed at work. Yeah. I was just thinking of blue light glasses today. I was like, I need it. You need I'm blue light glasses. I'm staring at a glasses. screen, it sucks. Yeah. So oh. the biggest thing is staying off of your phone for at least an hour. I try and stay off of mine for two hours. Um, I do do like YouTube, so I'll just go through it. So I wake up in the morning. I don't like to be rushed. That's why I'm like staying off my phone for two hours. I go and I work out. I do yoga. I do them just on YouTube right now because everything is closed. I tried to go to yoga class the other day and I had to wear a mask the whole time. <laughs> and I was just like, this is not the vibe for me. Um, and then I listen to recently i've been listening to like 10 minute motivational things mm-hmm. and a lot with tony robbins les brown joe dispenza and it just really primes your mind that's the first thing you're intaking i remember joe dispenza psychologist yes. doctor yes yes that's right? the one i sent the other day got it yeah yes. i loved it i love yes. it so much yeah, so I it primes your mind. It's the first thing. So you, the first thing you're doing, like for me, is I'm going and working out. I'm getting my body moving immediately in the morning. It wakes me up. Then I'm listening to something motivational. And then I, this is also really important, I sit in complete st- silence for at least 10 minutes. Um, mm. This, for me, it's meditation, but I'm also very, like, I'm not quote unquote good at meditation and it's something I'm working on I'm not that good at like you were talking about earlier relaxing resting not doing anything that's like not me I'm very go 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 I love getting stuff done I love yeah I love doing things but having that time where you literally just let your thoughts like come and then you let them go and just mm. having that active practice of literally just sitting and breathing for 10 minutes and being alone, it's kind of challenging if you don't do it. Yeah, I feel like if I were to start this tomorrow, I'd have an extremely hard time. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. No, but the thing We're is, conditioned this way to be like on our phones all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, what I train my girls on is I'm like, start with 30 minutes, get up, Drink a glass of water, drink good water, you know, make sure that you're drinking quality water. That's so important. Drink water, you know, maybe just sit in silence for five minutes, set a timer on your phone. Just close your eyes and just don't open them. Don't do anything until the timer goes off and starting small and incremental and working your way up. Um, Then I usually journal. Go ahead. 
she just said it starting small and working your way up massive i'm calling you (laughs) no 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 not like that (laughs) oh oh (laughs) no this whole this whole process that we keep talking about over and over like i think everyone on the podcast that talks about it talks about this idea of like working up to something bigger and just you have to have these small ripples to create these big waves mm-hmm. so yeah keep going I'm sorry. yeah no it's don't apologize <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right all right keep yeah going. you you do just have to start somewhere and that is it if it just means you stay off your phone for 10 minutes in the morning that's starting you know yeah. there's just but not doing anything, well, you'll just keep repeating the same cycle that you're in mm. and you won't have the change that you want to have. So, yeah, for me, it's working out, yoga, something motivational, um, sitting in silence, journaling. Because usually when I'm sitting in silence, I'm having like 10 million thoughts. Mine's <laughs> not, I'm not, that's why I say I'm not very good at meditating because I'm not, I'm trying to not think, but I'm thinking about not thinking and it's just right. a whole cycle. <laughs> So I just, then, I just, I just fall asleep. If yeah, you, if, you don't, if you don't mind, I started actually today. I love meditating, and that's one of my morning practices that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but just today, I start. I'm starting this sixty days of sixty minutes of meditating. So every day for sixty days, I'll meditate for an hour. That's and, amazing. And um, it was by this guy named Naval Ravikant. He's um, he's this, like multimillionaire dude who like who talks about anxiety, like how to like stop anxiety, how to be more happy and how to, how to, his whole thing is how to get rich without being lucky. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No. But that's his whole thing. And Mm -hmm. he, and he has like four main principles. I can't tell you them off the top of my head, but, um, but his whole thing is like every day he meditates for 60 minutes a day. And all he does for 60 minutes is all he does is witness his thoughts. He doesn't, force them he doesn't try to stop them he doesn't focus on his breathing he doesn't focus on any like um manifestations all he does is witness his thoughts and and he says and he asserts that when he does that everything you he basically he says that you're counseling yourself it's like you're giving yourself a counseling session and then after that you're able to think more clearly work more diligently and um and the most important things that, um, the most important things in your life that you want to happen will arise because of it. And he says that the meditation will make you eat differently, will make you have different relationships, will help you think differently. Um, but he says you have to do it for like sixty days. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, touch base with me on day sixty and let me for know. For sure, yeah, we'll we'll do another podcast with you on that day. But yeah, so with with meditation, like. Um, perhaps seeing it as a as a form of witnessing rather than stopping a thought. Yeah, and questioning yeah. too. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm thinking, I question myself. Why am I like? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I thinking? Like, what's wrong with me? Like, why did I? Why did this come into my head? You know. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> like witnessing. Yeah, just yeah. witnessing it yeah. and not having any judgment towards any of the thoughts, any of the yeah. feelings. Yeah. Yeah. This has been so. I don't know what's the right word. Informative. Informative. Um, a bit inspiring. A bit, yeah, inspiring and reassuring. I think because like we're kind of all going through the main character phases. Like you know what I mean. You are like, the main character. Yeah. And it's like I told my the things that we talked about are things that I would always tell myself inside and i'm pretty sure a lot of people do and i'm hoping that when they listen to this it's like reaffirming that you know i think definitely for me i'm gonna take away from this podcast my dialogue my inner dialogue yeah my outward dialogue and like seeing the way i manifest my life through my words um and how my words can create action or inaction Mm -hmm. things like that and talking i'm on the same wave yeah i'm gonna try to talk massive you're you're going to talk massive (laughs) 
I've been challenged and I love it. You love it. You I love it because it. it's like, ooh. We you love that. We love it. Challenge, being uncomfortable. It's where the growth happens. And being that... comfortable, uncomfortable. Great. That is the success. Before we end today's podcast, is there any closing remarks, any advice you wish to give anyone, any plugs that you have towards your business, your brand, um, all of the above? Um, I would say just fall in love with yourself fall in love with the process mm-hmm. understand that it's not going to be perfect and that you're going to fail a lot more than you're going to succeed but that don't think of failure as a bad thing mm-hmm. a and lesson. it's have fun have fun life is, is supposed to be fun it's supposed to be joyful mm-hmm. and I just have have those dance parties and go dance go <laughs> have those dance, dance parties i have them on my instagram so if you want to follow me on instagram my insta is at coco cree c-o-c-o dot c-r-e-e do lots of dance parties over there and different mindset tips and tricks but thank you guys so much seriously yeah, thank you oh, thank for, you yeah, really, thank you so really much fun. for being on this cree um it really was a pleasure and thank you again and we hope to hear from you soon, maybe in 60 days. After the meditation. Um, and welcome to the tribe. <laughs>